Yeah, it's been alright, man. Yeah. Work, you know. Usable. Getting ready for this um, um restriction to be kind of ending. Yeah, but even, oh, what? Are they going to lift it or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they are. Well, I don't know. I've been hearing they're not going too far. No, I think they're just going to relax it a little bit, innit? But... Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, what are you saying anyway? Did you watch that, um, the Jordan documentary, yeah? Yeah, I've been watching, you know. Sick. Yeah. It's mad. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? No, it's sick, man. He, he achieved a lot, man. Even like the whole brand. Just him being a champion, bro. Like the guy, the guy proper dominated in his sport, innit? And I don't oh, yeah. think, obviously, modern day sports stars, you got you got people like Messi and Ronaldo and that, and they're killing it. Mm. But I think for his era, he was just he was something else, man. He was a beast. Innit? Was so, yeah, for real, man. So like even even when we were discussing this, and I was telling you to watch it, yeah, I was thinking like he was always good when he came into the basketball league and joined as a professional, and people mm-hmm. just said that they could see the talent. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We do appreciate it. Nice to see you. Thank you. Imagine we was, we was a bit downcast because there wasn't enough people here. But don't worry, man. Keep going. But yeah, um, when he came in, they said that he had a lot of talent in it. But he got all the like uh, singular accolades, like top, top, whatever, um, scorer for the for the season, MVP and stuff. But he never actually won or achieved a major accomplishment as a team. So obviously, the question today is: we're talking about winning mentality. Why is there no I in team? Even if you're better or way ahead than everyone else in your in your surround in your surroundings, that's, that's uh, what's your thoughts on that? To be honest, like I feel like it's strength in numbers, man. You know what I'm saying, like because yeah. you could be you could be outstanding, you could be the best fighter, you know what I mean, the biggest gallus or whatever it is that you do, or the most successful business person. But if you haven't got a team around you that are rallying to kind of help you better yourself or just to achieve a common goal that everyone set for each other then you're always yeah, going to yeah, fail yeah. no matter what you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so, um, so uh, Tanner Wright Tanner Wright wrote there's no I but there is me not in team oh yeah there is well if you if you re- rearrange yeah, the words no, because obviously <laughs> even, even when we was watching the um, when I was watching the documentary uh, Michael Jordan mm-hmm. did say like uh, there's no I in team but there's an I in win you know what I mean? So they were kind of like, yeah, that's true. But you've been winning stuff, but you haven't gone over the... You haven't hit the plateau where you, you're recognised as, now. this guy's won everything. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's no, limited. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. No, but, but yeah, like, it's limited. Thinking, yeah, I, think there's, I think there's an element of truth to that because, like, ultimately, if you're on a team, yeah, you rely on the individual parts to do their team. Like, you know, the body, obviously... Your arms do something, your head does something, your feet do something. But there's a there's a ruler at the end of the day. Like your brain is kind of controlling everything. And yeah. I feel in a lot of successful teams, you get the you get the star performer. Yeah. So in this case, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, who's like driving the team, like controlling the pace, yeah. like picking them up when they're done. Like I feel you do need that in a team to like um, yeah to thrive. I think. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, um, Andrew Riley. How do you actually say your name? Um, I don't want to just be butchering it. Like. Hanjan Riley. Hanjan Riley said, I'm all for teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, I totally agree, man, for sure. Like Sometimes you have to be single-minded in terms of leading by example, though, because, um, because for example, yeah, going back to the Michael Jordan discussion, and even just in terms of business and success, yeah, 
he had to be single-minded in the sense of when he first came into, this is called basketball business. It's a sport, but it's a business. When he first came into, oh, so it's just Hannah. That's what I was going to say, but it, it wasn't spot like that. But um, <laughs> when he first came into the business or the team, mm. like they weren't necessarily setting the right example, but he said, I just want to be the best. So I'm going to work to my own strengths and make sure like by you viewing what I'm doing and saying, oh, this guy is amazing for a kid. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to follow suit. So sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, I do agree there is no iron team, but I think being single-minded and not necessarily adopting the team effort to begin with, if the team are slacking, can really like draw the team towards you to follow your example and make everyone better. Do you get what I'm saying? So I do agree that there is no iron team, but sometimes there needs to be, not in an actual word team, but there needs to be an eye or a solo focus in team so you can lead by examples for others to follow you to the success that you want for everyone and for yourself, obviously. So, so yeah, for sure. I'm going to say, yeah, do you think it's, it's good to be the best in your field? Or do you think there's some negatives to that? Um, yeah, like, why not? Like, why wouldn't you want to be the best in your field? If someone turned around to you tomorrow and said, oh, you know, like, you're the most sought-after pharmacist in the country, why wouldn't you want to be labelled that? There's pressure that comes with it. Don't get me wrong, but it's the element of gas. Like I'm the best. There's no, there's no, there's no one better than me. You get what I'm saying? Like it does come with yeah. the element. I think the only thing with that is, if you didn't want that, in my mind, how I see it is that you don't want the element of expectation on your shoulder. Because you know what I mean. I think when you become the best, people are relying on you. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's either leading by example, uh, creating nothing out of something. I mean, creating something out of nothing. You know what I mean? And for example, in team games, yeah, it's necessarily getting the win for the team when everyone else isn't performing to their to the highest standard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Hanja uh, wrote, wrote, I think you need to have drive to do it alone, but the wisdom to know that two driven brains are better than one. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. What about you? Is no, it, yeah, I think... What do you feel about being the best in your field, whether that be sports or the workplace? Yeah, so I think being the best, like, obviously... It does come with certain pressures, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, once you do get to that stage, obviously the spotlight is on you now, and you have to you have to maintain that. Yeah. Because people can quickly put you on a pedestal and very quickly take you off as well. So. Hundred percent. I totally agree with um, that for sure. A lot of people say it's diff- more difficult to stay on top rather than to get on top. Yeah. Because when you're on top, now you have a target on your back. Everybody's after your spot. Um. So yeah, and it's I think it's maintaining that same hunger. Once you do get a, get there to like maintain it, that's true. But I do also think once you're at the top of your field, yeah, you start to attract greatness just in general. So that's true. So obviously, Michael Jordan became like the best in his field. Now he started getting all these endorsements. Um, now all the best team players wanted to come and play for the Bulls. Yeah, like, it attracts greatness if you can stay there like long enough. I think. So. Obviously, T wrote, uh, you have to strive to be even better because someone can come and take your place. That's for sure. I think sometimes, yeah, that's what makes a team great. Like, I feel like if there's one person in your team, even if you have many that are good, yeah, that's, 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 that's a bonus. But usually it's one or two people that are, that are excelling above everyone else. Usually there'll be a young person or someone similar age that looks to you and you're not necessarily a role model or idol, but they want to be better than you. So mm. whether that's competing against you or even joining your team, let's just say, for, for example, say they're joining your team. If they're trying to be better than you, they're going to do everything in their power to, for the team to win. You know what I mean? Obviously, they want to look good in the process, but their, their end goal is the same. You know what I mean? So wherever, 
if it's just a, if it's just a person that's just there for the ride, they're not necessarily gonna gonna care if you win or lose. You know what I mean? I think that's that's the difference as well for people that are really successful in their, in in their field. They care like if they lose or they win. You know what I mean? Sometimes like how many times have we had certain competition? I'm like I don't even care. Whereas for example, yeah, um, these serial winners, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, apparently he was getting spanked. Like they used to play table tennis. We used to bang table tennis as well, and. Mm. Basically, he lost like three days in a row, he was just getting spanked, like whitewashing it. Then he practiced mm. for so long, he came back and beat everyone. He's like, yeah, no one's better, <laughs> no one's better than me. So <laughs> I feel like the competitive edge yeah, really brings out a champion as well. So obviously, oh, for sure. in terms yeah, of yeah, in terms of yeah, so shout out like competition is a driving force for sure. You get what I mean? So even if you're in a team, com being able to compete together or against each other, but working for the same goal can kind of like lead us to the success that's needed. You get what I'm saying? So Ooh, yeah, for sure. And then obviously, yes, he wrote, a healthy competition is important to stay on top. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, I, I agree, man. I feel like it's the same in the business world as well. Because if, you, if you're the leading force in business, if no one's really challenging you, you're not, you might not necessarily adapt to change because you've got the mm -hmm. customer base of uh, people are coming to us no matter what we do. But if you get a new upstart company that's getting bare customers and they're starting to whip your ass in terms of like them selling different products or just being innovative with the way they react to customers yeah you're gonna have to change otherwise you you know what i mean you're gonna end up dying out as a company so oh yeah for sure so what's this question so what are you trying to win in life right now what are you trying to explore why are you yeah, gonna ask to win you read the question so you gotta answer it yeah i'm not answer. <laughs> <laughs> um what am i trying to win in life right now um mm -hmm. that's a good question you know that's a good question. I'm not gonna lie. I'm one of those people. I'm very chilled, yeah. But sometimes, when it more times when it comes to competition, I like to win. But I'm not a sore loser. But in terms of life right now, what am I trying to win? I don't know, you know. Mm, I don't know. What about you? What What are you trying to win? Like, there's I don't know. I have goals, but I wouldn't say I'm trying to win at them. Um, yeah, I'll say I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win at life, you know. I'm trying to. Yeah, I think goals do kind of. I think goals do kind of like you know. I'm not a sore loser still, but <laughs> I take losing badly, but I'm not a sore loser. But good, yeah. Good, you say. No, yeah, I think goals do look into it because if you're not achieving your goals, then okay. Like, in so, a certain so, Andrew wrote then, um, goals. Like, what kind of goals? Yeah, exactly. You can just name one. You don't have to like reel them off. What's your What's your goal for by the end of this year? What do you want to achieve? Um, hmm. win that life is cliche though. Like, I could be doing the magic stuff and I could be winning that life, but it doesn't. Let's just say one goal that's that's a good thing. What do you want to have achieved by the end of the year? No, so yeah, I want to learn a new school, which is what to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just threw a generic one out there. Um, how are you by the end of this year? Yeah, I want to. I want to be involved. It's not, I don't necessarily have to have like sole ownership, but I want to be involved in another successful venture, like startup venture. It could be anything. So yeah, something yeah, that's yeah. going to make me, it's all about the money at the end of the day, but something that's going to make me money or have a good like um, cash flow to build connections into other lanes. So not necessarily mm -hmm. just working my normal, my normal job in it. So... Yeah, by the end of the year, I want to have a successful venture. I don't know what in yet. It could be many things. What can I do? Huh? No, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm not just relying on my mm -hmm. current job. 
have other stuff that I can kind of get bring-ins on and get stuff for free. And so, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's big. What's it, so what, what, go on. What was that? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, so obviously, when Michael J. Jordan came back into the team, like, yeah. obviously, his superiors were doing, like, you know, all sorts. Things that were not conducive to, like, getting better in the game. So, yeah. what would you say... Side hustle. Yeah. What would you say, like, you do in your life to, you know, keep focused on, like, when people are going left, people are going right? And I you know, focused, like, I try 100. Like, I, this was weird. I had this the other day because um, I don't blame it on social media. I think people in general are kind of insecure. So, to stay in my own lane, um, I kind of just do stuff that kind of that I enjoy doing. You know what I mean? I feel like when you're comparing yourself, you're looking at what other people are doing too much of. You can kind of get lost in the source. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, this person's doing this. Let me try and do it. And then when it doesn't work out for you, you're kind of not mad at the world, but deep down you're frustrated. You know what I mean? And that, that can just lead to a spiral of stuff not necessarily working. But it doesn't mean that the thing that they're not doing doesn't work. It's just that it might not be suited for you. So for me to stay focused, I just like... Um, all the passions that I have now, I try to explore more of. So, for example, I might like... I like fashion and clothing and, and trainers in it. So mm-hmm. not to give the ball away or anything like that. But I was thinking, what can I do where I'm not necessarily spending my income on someone else to add to someone else's income where I can become an owner of something that, that I have an interest or passion in. So it's like I'm not I'm not necessarily spending over the odds to have, let's say, a pair of jeans that I really like. I could just go and create them myself and be like, oh, I like the material, okay. I like the look, I like the style. So... Yeah, my thing is more like, um, yeah, to stay focused or stay in my own lane. I just kind of explore my passions more than just seeing it as it's a hobby or passion and then contributing to building someone else's dream. How about you? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, kind of knowing where you're going is, or where you want to go is kind of important because I feel like often when you can get sidetracked is when you don't kind of have a grasp of where you want to go. True. So, True. so when you spend time to kind of think about it, and then you know, a lot of people even say you know the vision boards and all that, all that jazz that can help because you got your daily reminder of yeah, what you're trying to do. There, so mm-hmm. You might be able to see it in the this thing here. Yeah, is a vision mm-hmm. board still. If you lot didn't know in it, like mm-hmm. this thing's giving my room away still. But yeah, like I got vision boards. So I try to look at that. But even if you're not necessarily achieving it straight away, I don't think you should let it get you down because obviously things happen. As long as you're taking a path that's going to eventually lead to the roots that you want to achieve things in. You know what I mean? I yeah, feel like yeah. A lot that's... of people, it's not just young people, I think people in general put a lot of pressure on themselves to achieve things within a certain time frame. And then when it doesn't happen, they think that they failed. And that's not, that's not always the case. You know what I mean? As long as you know deep down you really are working towards it and you're putting stuff in place, like, it will come, man. Everyone's got their time in it. So. Oh, for sure. And I was reading something recently, uh, and let me know if you agree with it or not. Yeah. But... Um, your destiny is linked to so many others. Hmm. Obviously, shout out uh, the last comment as well before I answer your question. Visual reminder of your end goal. So yeah, sometimes that's that's dope. Just having a visual reminder of what you want to achieve can really like make a difference. You get what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah, your destiny being linked is this a is this a no? Okay, that's this is still part of it. So you want to go into it more? Or, huh? Do you want me to go into it more? Or do you have something to say? Um, yeah, go on, explain more. I was going to answer it, but I thought my answer would have been a bit basic, but go on, so... Okay, so... So we keep going back to Michael Jordan, yeah? But yeah. For example, if Michael Jordan didn't do what he did, yeah? Yeah. Most likely, his teammates, they wouldn't have won certain championships. And in that same right, if you don't necessarily 
you know, fulfill your potential or do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Potentially, I don't know, your brother or your mom might not necessarily live a certain life that they could. Same way, if your mom hadn't like secured certain things, you wouldn't have been able to do all of the things you're able to do. So, Absolutely. yeah. Now, Destiny, awesome Destiny, the thing about Destiny, yeah, I think it is linked with so many people, but it's not, a, it's, sometimes it's a bit of a, I think obviously we're humans in it, so we can't really comprehend mm -hmm. where Destiny is in it. Sometimes I think the Destiny can be pre-written before you're born, but um, I think while you're on Earth or while you're doing stuff in a physical form anyway, if you believe in like spirituality and stuff, is you can still alter your Destiny because if you've been born into a bad situation, it doesn't mean it's, it's, it has to end like that, you know what I'm saying? So you could be, for example, I watched um, something on Netflix. So you guys should check it. It's a bit depressing here, but it's actually good. Like, I think it was called Two Days in the Night or something like that. Something along those lines. And um, he was just born in a bad situation to the point where his dad was just the typical stereotype, you know, drug dealer, gangbanger, end up in jail. And the same thing happened to him. You know what I mean? Obviously, he met friends and different people along the way, but his situation just led him to go to the same down the same path that his father did. So... Yeah, your destiny can be linked to so many others, but I think it's in your hands to alter it. It doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? Even if the odds are stacked mm -hmm. up against you, um, like even us meeting, the, uh, meeting as friends, I think that's, it's kind of destiny, but it's more by chance as well, because, <laughs> that's what it's spoiler alert. But even us meeting as friends, like I remember, because it's weird, like if I hadn't uh, moved to, to the particular halls that I lived in, I wouldn't, and, you know, started to communicate with people and just been back in London every week and I wouldn't have necessarily mm -hmm. met you lot. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes your destiny is in your own hands because even though I moved to the halls, you might, you, you lot might not have known me if I'd never said anything or been like, oh, what are you lot saying? Or met, met with H, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, well, I think it's always linked at times. It's not even direct at times. You don't know who it's affected. So true. So, um, okay. it, even with that statement, like, a brief conversation can really have an alter um can alter destiny you know what i mean for example if someone's going through a tough time and you literally maybe met them at a party or whatever situation it is in the workspace and you said something yeah. words of encouragement even if it was for like two minutes that can really <laughs> that can literally alter their path for the next for the next like for the following year you get what i'm saying whereas yeah, i think it's it, it's sometimes destiny is really in the detail that's why sometimes they, they always say like, oh, like getting off on the wrong foot is difficult to, you know, like correct because it's like first impressions count for everything. You get what I'm saying? So what do you think though? I think it's, it's an intricate one, man. Hi, Tash. Tash joined our chat store. But go ahead. Yeah, what up, what up? Yeah, you're no, saying. yeah, I think, I think it's a definitely it's a deep one because like I do feel, you know, every interaction you have has the um, potential to alter how, you're, how you think, how you move. Yeah. But, at the same time, I feel we do have like a sense of we do have free will in it. So ultimately, yeah. the decisions we make, the people we kind of surround ourselves around, the the media we consume, like all of this stuff, it can kind of you know all interlink into you know your free will and like they always say, yeah, you get luckier the harder you work, and I feel. True. I'm getting attacked by the but um, yeah, and I feel the more you put yourself in certain situations, the more yeah. you'll get the outcomes that you want. So I do feel there's an element of things that you can't control, people that you don't know who you'll meet. But at the same time, I feel there's an element of intentionality 
that can okay. definitely help shape things in the way you want. Okay, but even like before you quickly move on, because I know we've been on this topic for time, even with Destiny, yeah, does it still link in with, obviously we spoke this about talent and hard work, does it still link in with working hard? Because someone could be a bum their whole life, but they're destined to be a millionaire. You get what I'm saying? Like, if, if, you, if you're destined for greatness, but you're not working at it, does that then alter your destiny in the long run? Or is it still going to happen? It just might take longer. How would you answer that question? Do you have to work towards achieving your destiny or is it just yeah. it's already set out for you that no matter what you do, you're going to achieve it or you're going to be in that place? Yeah, I think it depends on like your belief system. So, you know, a lot of us are, like, you know, religious and all that stuff. So yeah. a lot of people think, you know, there is a greater purpose for them. But, um, but yeah, especially as Hanjan has said, like speaking things into existence yeah. can definitely, you know, can definitely just like set a path for you yeah and if you're totally I, I do feel there's an element of hard work to it because if you are putting in the work there's no way that you won't achieve something again yeah Look, brandy that's true i agree with that yeah. so like obviously it's a deep one i think we might have to come back to that topic because then it's going to take up all of our time but the next question was um pin this it was yeah. building your own greatness rejoining a successful company so obviously uh we was talking we were discussing this we were meant to talk about it last week i think we were discussing this and we use Kanye as an example obviously he's had his moments you know where he's done the madnesses and that yeah but he was talking about um even linking it back to jordan but let's just use Kanye as a modern day example he was talking about being with a successful company, which was Nike, to uh-huh. then making a crossover and joining Adidas. So obviously we, we don't see it as that big, you know, everyone wears Nike, everyone wears Adidas. But for me personally, I think the last, I think growing up, Nike has always been the go-to company for me in it. And well, we're, we're 90s baby. So for as long as I can remember, it's always been about Nike, innit? I had the odd pair yeah. of Reeboks and Diodoras that I never wanted, but it's always been about, about Nike, innit? Nah, not even, not even like, you'll see where this, this discussion is going, but, um, Basically, Kanye spoke about building or kind of just modeling your own, building your own lane, basically, for, for success mm-hmm. in it. Because a lot of these commercial companies, yeah, regardless of Nike, Adidas, let's, just, let's even go as far as like ASOS, Pretty Little Thing, whatever it is that's popping at the moment. I think um, they use the culture of, I, I'm not even going to say just, I'm going to say urban culture. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. people that are not necessarily overly flashy and have, don't have, like, stupid amounts of money to spend there, but urban culture to profit. So the reason why I say that is, for example, when Kanye went to Nike and he was doing the collab trainers, all of them were getting sold out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was, okay. a, there was a massive buzz. I didn't particularly like the trainers or whatever, but there was, like, a massive buzz around those trainers. And then, basically, he went to Nike and said, oh, like, let's do a partnership thing, innit, where I get paid off of it, because I don't think he was getting paid, it was just a collaboration where you can put your name on it. And then they were just basically like, let's do a collaboration deal where I can get some money off of it and a percentage in royalties. And they were just like, no. Like, even though they've seen the proof in the pudding, like, this guy could actually sell, they're already selling stuff, but he's taking it to a next level. Like, people are getting mm-hmm. gas, like, queuing up outside and stuff. And then they were basically like, no, like, you're not an athlete. And he was like, well, I'm not a musician. Like, I, don't, I don't play the, I don't play the piano. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't play the guitar. I make beats and I rap. Like, I'm not a musician. So when he said that, he was mad passionate in it. But he was just like, 
he compared where he was today to where he was like maybe 10 years ago in an interview and he was just like the old Kanye yeah would have still worked with Nike and pursued and probably signed up any contract they put in front of him but the new Kanye with him having other people to think about and him growing as a person signed with Adidas where they gave him all creative control and going forward he got a lot of the royalties of his trainers so it's just like sometimes even linking in with the the topic question of building your own greatness or joining a successful company the most important thing i got from that even watching that interview was just knowing your worth because i think that we as individuals even if you're not the most popular person on the on the, on the socials here yeah, we're so creative and we bring a lot to the table and some, sometimes it's undervalued you get what i'm saying and these companies are yeah, as well so yeah like what obviously i don't want to take up all the time talking but yeah what do, what do you think about that that particular like scenario or you know knowing your worth and building your own greatness rather than joining a successful brand or company. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think ultimately everybody wants to build their own greatness. Yeah. But I feel like to do that first, you have to, you do have to know your own value and you have to be, you have to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just be, you can't just put yourself on a false pedestal and expect to get certain things. Like Kanye had, you know, his sold countless, Kind of that's why I said it. they kind of had the proof and the pudding for him where he was selling stuff for them. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah, right. uh, Hanjan, I think that that was a smart move for them. So I'm, I'm guessing she's talking about Adidas. But go on. Sorry, not to cut your point off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, if you've if you've worked yourself to a certain point, then your your confidence will kind of come from your achievements anyway. Yeah. But I think there's an issue of when maybe you haven't achieved, like maybe you haven't achieved certain things that are visible for other people to see then proving your worth and having the confidence to go and build your greatness. True. They're not just going to give anyone anything off the street. I do agree with that. Yeah. So I feel like as long as you can have the confidence that, you know, you have the willpower to continually like work at something until you achieve it, then, then yeah. But I feel, I think it's definitely all about that inner confidence and like the work you're going to put behind it. Okay, so what you were getting at, from what I can mm-hmm. take from what you just said, is making yeah. sure you have you have the chat, you have the proof to back up what you're talking about. So exactly. obviously, in my example, Kanye has already sold sold out on every trainer he released for Nike, isn't it? so he had something to stand up on. But um, why do you think that you know Nike was so reluctant to work with someone? If we deeper, he's kind of a I'll go as far as saying that he's kind of an influencer, you know, because even when he came into doing rap music as a business, like it was, it was all about gangster rap. No one was doing the whole kind of Ralph Lauren, Pink Polos, Louis Vuitton bags, you know what I mean? And no one was really doing that. So now that he was going into another industry of fashion or streetwear stuff, they weren't really trying to let him in. But why, why is it that they were so reluctant to give him, um, give him like his royalties and creative freedom? And then work with someone like a Drake a few years later, where he's got his own like shoe line with Jordan and stuff. Yeah, I think it just comes down to, you know, ultimately business is business. Everyone's trying to make a profit off everyone, yeah. and I don't think there had been a venture with a musician before. So for them, it was another, it was another risk. Funny enough, they did the same mistake that um, Adidas did with Jordan. So it's one of them ones like obviously the. The Drake and Jordan thing came after Kanye's Yeezy success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After so, after the Yeezy success, yeah. Yeah, so there was already a blueprint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when things are the first things, like, people are less willing to give you a chance. 
Yeah. So, I was hoping. So T wrote, Nike are just looking for the money. That's why they didn't necessarily sign Kanye and give him what he wanted. Uh, Hanja wrote, I don't know the details about it all, but I think they were staying true to their brand image. They do collab with anyone or... Do they collab with anyone or specific athletes? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They were mainly collabing with athletes. But going back to Two-Tone Story, explain the story for them. Like, this is how Jordan got his deal because now, like, not that I was pocket-watching or anything like that. I do agree with T in that sense of Kanye paving the way. But even before that, um, I was watching a documentary on, on uh, Michael Jordan and he's worth $2.1 billion. That's, that's stupid money, you know what I mean? <laughs> and a lot of that money was made because... Obviously, you're going to tell the story, but a lot of that money was made through Jordan. So explain for the people that don't know the, the background of him becoming that wealthy or him just being with Nike anyway. Oh, what, who, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, at that, it's crazy for us, but at that time, apparently, um, Adidas was like the, you know, the main, yeah, main sneaker at that time. It was mad. So, Nike weren't popular like before the 90s, apparently. But going, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So obviously Jordan had a major influence on the Nike brand, and before that time, they were obviously wanting to collab with him, um, but he wanted to go with Adidas. So, but I think for some reason Adidas couldn't—they didn't have the capacity to do it, and I don't they think do, they really yeah. believe yeah. that it was going to be as successful as it was. Yeah. So, like Michael Jordan had to be properly convinced, like, no, take the Nike deal. They're giving you royalties and all that stuff. And even at that point, he still wanted to go to Adidas. So for less money as well, you know. For less money, and he wasn't yeah. even getting a cut. And yeah. I think it was just because of like it was an established brand. Yeah. But after a while, like he got convinced to go with Nike, and the proof is in the pudding. Like he he became like a billionaire, and he like revolutionary revolutionized Nike's like image essentially. Yeah. Uh, Not everybody becomes a way Nike. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Even even with that story, yeah, it's um, it's difficult, isn't it? I feel like it's it's a it's a mad flip because like going forward, Nike didn't want to put any more money in one person's pocket at a time. For example, they didn't give Kanye the deal in it, and then he went to Adidas. For me, it's kind of like Adidas didn't necessarily learn from their mistake, but they were probably in a better business position to offer someone that. But I do respect that they saw the vision of what it could potentially achieve for their brand. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like sometimes you have to go against the grain because going back to Jordan's story, yeah, he literally had his heart set and set on signing with Adidas for less money, like for less rights to anything, basically. He just wanted mm -hmm. to so like the next question I was gonna ask is how do you instill like a value or teach teach someone coming up? It doesn't even have to be kids, but people coming up in an industry to kind of sometimes go against the grain because you know like we grew up having favorite bands but it might not be the popular thing to go with uh i don't know i don't want to just name for it but go with a, another brand that's out there but isn't as popular like how do we instill the values of looking at the bigger picture because i feel like a lot of people make decisions in the just just for the just for the present time rather than looking forward because i don't even i don't even think michael jordan knew his thing was going to be as big as it is but Mm -hmm. He had good people around him. That was one of the things, anyway, to answer the question. Like, he had good people around him to advise that he was going to be the face of it. Like, even if it didn't blow up completely, you have your own thing. It's not that you're just another number in a company. So what, the question was, how do we get people to recognise their value and, you know, go against the grain of doing what everyone else is doing? Boom. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it kind of links to what I was saying before. Like, yeah. If you if you recognize that you do have value, then I think it's easier to go against the grain because yeah. you're confident in what you can do and what you can achieve outside yeah. of the established, um, you know, established network of things. Yeah. So yeah, I think it kind of links back to that. So and even, if you have a different point. even what I was saying was I think number one having um, the right people around it around you so people that are grounded mm. and can look at the picture not from your position but from outsiders looking in so they could say oh you know what this could work like you're going to have 50 percent of this so even if they sold a hundred thousand shoes you're getting fifty thousand. you know what i mean fifty thousand dollars or pounds out of it so having the right people around you um taking time to to evaluate your decisions before just going going do you know like what's that what's do you know like going on a whim like rather than evaluating the whole picture and obviously T wrote, his mum told him to go with Nike. She made him take the meeting in the first place. So that's what I mean by having the correct people around you, taking time to make a decision. And even if you've got your heart set, set on something here, looking at the more logical side of things, because I think our emotion can sometimes cloud our judgment. You oh, know what I mean? sure. Especially when it's going to benefit us, but we don't necessarily know in that moment in time. So I think there's certain things that learning from mistakes as well, like, you know, if, you know a lot of us have siblings or younger people that are in our family or friends i think you can always give advice like oh, you know what? you shouldn't necessarily go for the bigger option like, look at the stuff where in the long run it could be making you more money than you know signing with, with something you like now and then just treating you as another number rather than a valued you know what i mean valued employee or someone or partner that they're working with you know what i'm saying so but let's not completely downplay like joining a successful company because no, no, yeah that's the flip side yeah like, if people have two job offers, yeah, one is for, I don't know, one is for, like, Yahoo and one is for Google. Like, yeah. a lot of people, even if Google are offering less, a lot of people will go for Google. Yeah. Um, because there is there is some power in brand names, you know what I mean? Like, even looking into the future for your CV and different things. So, I think it just depends on your scenario. Um, what opportunities are there for you? And yeah. then you can, you can go from it from there. But, but yeah, okay. from that, I wanted to move on quickly. Yeah. What's the next one? Yeah. Basically, our attitudes towards um, towards charity. begging. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So charity. So like you know, GoFundMe. Um, you know, just giving all that that different stuff. That opinion. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. So, what are our attitudes towards charity? Jeez. Go well, bugging. Yeah, okay, nice, cool now. We're going. Ah, cool. No, I was saying, um, so let's say, for example, you had a business need, yeah? yeah? Or you wanted to do something, but you needed to get, like, I don't know, 40K or something. Yeah. Would you set up a, a GoFundMe page? No. Why? It's because you're begging, isn't it? Because <laughs> you don't <laughs> Whenever I see GoFundMe's, I'm just like, ah, oh, but... More times, I've seen GoFundMe's get used for, like, dire situations. Like, someone's died and they can't pay for this person's funeral or yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, like, it's a life-saving operation. But no. just for me to start my business, it just seems like a little bit, not selfish, but it's just like, uh, you know what, I'm trying to start a business. Even if it fails, you ain't getting your money back. I'm going <laughs> to okay. use this money that you donated to go pursue my dream. Like, what about else? What about everyone else that, um, that has a dream? You get what I'm saying? So I feel like yeah. with GoFundMe's, I wouldn't necessarily use it unless it was for a dire situation where I knew 
it wasn't going so it didn't to be that situation you needed. Even then, I got a lot of pride, man. Pride comes into the way of everything. But <laughs> if it was like the last resort, last option, then yeah, probably. But if it's just for business, you can, you can. Um, is it crowdsource investors and stuff? So there's there's other avenues to go to get someone to invest in your business. Like I wouldn't say GoFundMe mm. should be the first place you should start. How about you? How do you feel about charity? Like, I feel like not even to be on the downers in it, but sometimes charity just seems like you're begging in it. I wouldn't like to to do it. Like even yeah. as far as having a job on the street okay. where you're getting people to sign up and sponsor animals, like I don't even do that shit. So. So it's a pride thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. How about you? How do you feel about charity? I don't mind doing um, charity, though. Like giving stuff away or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. helping people fundraise for a good cause, but not necessarily me using it for my own purposes. Yeah, so I think... I think in general, we just have a problem at asking for help because it can make you seem... When, was the, last time, when was the last time you asked, you asked your mum for some money? Let's be real. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, what am I yeah, going to go to a stranger? What am I going to go to a stranger in the street or online and be like, you know, you need to sponsor my team. You know, it's going to be massive. Like, unless I can promise them or guarantee them a return, then maybe in it. But if it's just for my own, like, goals to be fulfilled, then now, nah, man, no. But you know, there's been countless stories of people that have like they haven't had enough money essentially, but they've gone on to, you know, get funding from people who thought it was a good idea. And they've been able to live out their dreams. Yeah, but then but, usually, when that's been the case, haven't they given them some money back? Like, oh, thank you for investing. His, if you put a hundred, no, no, his, like anonymous donations. Is their website like just? Yeah, just given. I think. Oh, is that what it is? It just no. There's an actual website. I think you create something and people invest in it. No, like um, it's like someone showed it to me before. But it's like you post your idea, people like it. They'll actually start putting money into getting it created, so they can potentially okay. buy it or in the future. But if it's just like charity, then I ain't seen it. <laughs> I ain't seen it. No, yeah. I think it's just the whole perception of appearing like, you know, you don't have your stuff together or you, that judgment from, you know, even your peer. Because if you're sharing that, like, people are seeing, oh, this guy's, everything he's got, like, he's got it from people. Just you know what they say, though, man? Charity starts at home, innit? So if you can't ask mm -hmm. your own family for money, why are you going to ask strangers? But even with that, yeah, I was no, going to say, do you think... Huh? Go on. No, I'm saying, maybe you can. Maybe they can only give you, like, I don't know, 3K between them. And you That's need 40K. That's true, man. But I feel like you need to exhaust all other avenues before you just jump online. But then again, who am I to tell anyone that? If you wanted to do that, and that was the only way you thought it was going to work, then why not? I don't have anything against it. But me, personally, I would... It's the sense of pride that like, I don't want to seem like I'm begging. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know... Oh, just give me this so I can I can benefit off of it. You know what I'm saying? But even oh, that, sure. you know, I was going to say, as a people, like, in general, do you think people have problems in asking for help when it comes to charity? Is it a private thing um, for everyone or is it just for some people? I think, yeah, I think most people, they have they do have problems, like, asking for help. Especially okay. money, yeah. Like, money in general is a taboo, like... I don't even. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even think it's just money though, because for example, yeah, there's there's bare people in London. Yeah, it's it's mad to think we live in like one of the richest, let's say, capitals in Europe. Yeah, and there's bare people in London that don't even have food to eat, and they need to go to food banks. And it's not begging, but you know they give food to you for free. Like, look how much how much like getting rid of pride that would take to go and do. Because some people be like, nah, man, I can't go and ask someone to donate food for me to eat. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's as deep as that. It's not even money, and 
people there's like I, I watched the documentary there's there's plenty of people that don't have food to eat in their house like you, it might be even a close friend I don't know but it's just like it's not something that we would see as as the norm you know what I mean living in a place where the annual salary the ha- annual um housing prices go up every year you get what I'm saying so yeah it's not it's not just money by the way but I think there's a there's oh, a yeah. lot of Why, Huh? You think it's a pride thing again? What, to, like, just to ask for help? Yeah. I think so. I think that's probably the biggest, that's probably the biggest barrier in community, just uh, pride, isn't it? And I don't know, man, I feel like when you're asking for help, sometimes for some people, not for everyone, it's, it's a sign of weakness, man. You know what I mean? This is a time where you're vulnerable because you need it. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you've been seen as a person, even if you're not super successful, if you've been seen as a person that's kind of always had their stuff together, the moment you're asking for a for help, whether that's money, whether that's food, whether that's even a shelter, like somewhere to stay, it's a, it's a sign of vulnerability. You get what I'm saying? Um, mm. Obviously, Yassi said, I don't have a problem asking for help, but there's a limit of how and what I will ask for. That's dope. That's very true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the, even relating to that, yeah, Yassi, what, what, what do you think about, do you think people are more comfortable asking for help from their friends rather than asking for help from strangers? Or is it all the same? Like, is asking for help in general just a difficult thing to do? Even you, two times. What do you think about that? So, it's funny, yeah. I think there's certain situations where you might find it actually easier to just ask a stranger. Okay. Just because, you know, there might not be... The judgment. Yeah, even if they have a judgment, you know, like, you won't, you won't see them again. <laughs> yeah. But from your friends and your peers and your, your family, you might have some reservations doing so. But at the same time, because of your relationship with your family and friends, you might yeah. be more inclined to, you know, okay. ask them because they have a relationship with you and they're more likely to give you genuine advice. Yeah, um, that's true. Even even T though, she said um, it depends on the person. Certain people you ask for certain things. So I feel like, yeah, I think most people have that one person they can kind of, they don't really have that sense of they're going to judge me for asking. You get what I'm saying? I've probably got mm-hmm. a few friends that I could be like, cool, man. God forbid, you know, if I didn't have anywhere to stay, I'd be like, I need to stay in the house for a while. But I do yeah, agree yeah. with, with Yassi in the sense of there will be a limit to what I would ask for, you know what I mean? Because you can't really start making demand. Like, beggars, again, go back to our old episode, beggars can't be choosers, innit? But I would never, I would never like to be in that position anyway, but I wouldn't like to make demands, innit? It's just whatever you can spare or whatever you can help me out with would be appreciated. So, and oh, obviously, sure. so yeah, yes, well, um, there is selected friends I will ask and my immediate family I would ask but it's based on my, on my relationship. So it's based on yeah, the relationship she has with them, which is facts. But I do agree with your point in when you said sometimes it might even just be easier for some people to ask a stranger because there might not be that sense of judgment that comes from from asking someone that may know you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. So is there any other... Um, yeah, we, I think yeah. we covered that. We covered that. Can I minute, but I was going to say, let's just quickly recap on that, that sound clash before we get into our end. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, uh, even before you go, um, Yassi wrote, I could not bring okay. myself to ask a stranger. So, yeah, man. I feel like it's, it's a it's a flip side one. Some people wouldn't be able to ask a stranger for help whatsoever, isn't it? And she yeah, wrote, I, I, would, I would just suffer. So. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, nah. It's a, it's a good point. But, yeah, go on. what were you going to say? What was the... Have you got any more points yeah. to cover or are we going straight into a sound clash? No, no. I was going to ask that, um, obviously, the vibes and the WizKid sound clash, like, Yes, uh, time is gonna, uh, guys. Thank you. I just want to say before we even answer that, yeah, thank you for the people that did join us today. Like, it's my appreciation. Oh, for sure. I know it's, it's Friday and it's busy now, like, but 
it means a lot still. But as for the um, sound clash with Vibes and Wiz, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I said it was a draw. I see bare bias because there's I'm, like there's a lot of Nigerians in it. There's there's strength in numbers. Like, <laughs> salute and that. But I feel I feel like it was a draw, and I feel like not to criticize anyone, but I feel like the vibe DJ kind of gave it away at the end with the last tune. Like, if you click mm. touch a button, yeah, I would have said now nah, Vibes Cartel won that one in it. But yeah, I feel like he kind of gave it away with the last tune. What do you think? No, I thought. Um... I thought we could one yeah, but yeah, due to the <laughs> due to the song selection. Oh, okay. Essentially. Okay. It should have been a close part, but apart from nah, that, even even with the song selection, I remember I was saying it to you like, yeah, you actually can't please everyone because everyone would have had something to say about the selection of selection of songs on the roster. You got what I'm saying? Like for especially that like, what for vibes? Nah, not 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 so much weird. It was more vibes, and mm-hmm. that's where because obviously like with clashes, yeah, there's always it always brings out. Going back to our first point, the element of competitiveness in it. But um Yashi wrote, but the vibe DJ missed out vital yeah. tune, so Wiz won. So okay, so she even gave it to Wiz. Like yeah. I said it was a draw, but I wouldn't be mad if people said Wiz could won it in it. So And even with that, yeah, even coming from competitiveness, yeah, why is there always an air of aggression? I know people have a lot of pride from where they come from. So if you're Jamaican, you're very prideful of that. If you're Nigerian, you've got a lot of pride. But why does it always bubble over to you? Oh, uh, you not ain't this, you ain't that, you, ain't, you know what I mean? Like, it got proper, like, heated to the point where I think it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Radio 1 Extra because people were so, so, like, angry. Or... It kind of evolved into something <laughs> else after the clash, but go ahead. What was you saying? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, obviously, I think people make jokes in these situations, isn't it? But then there'll yeah. always be the few that will cross the line and then there'll be the other few that will have to respond to defend their honour and, like... Yeah. Competition is it's always going to get heated in some way or some. But do you think do you think culture fun. brings that out in people? The competition, like people, That's why I say people are very prideful where they're from. Like you know, whether you're from Ghana, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Ivory Coast, whatever. Like, there's a lot of pride in it, but there seems to be like a dark stigma. And, and like, whenever there's competition involved in it, like if it's sports, not even it's anything. I'm not gonna lie, it's anything. There seems to be an underlying issue where it could potentially just erupt into potentially beef in it. Not necessarily physical, but an exchange mm-hmm. of words where it's not necessarily friendly competition anymore. Why is that? Yeah, I think it's just because there's always a group of people that will just take it too far and that will cause offence and, you know, people have to defend themselves and their okay. press. So you just think it's, you just, think it's just hum- human nature and them going... Yeah, wherever humans are, there's always going to be some sort of conflict. It's just, it's just in our nature, unfortunately. Yeah, true. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it for especially for African culture, it can, it's it's the roots, man. It just I feel like sometimes it stems into something. Oh, I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't know. If, especially for like African and Caribbean culture, there always seems to be a clash, like, and it always seems to go too far eventually. You know what I mean? Like, are oh, you lot of this or you lot of that? So it was a good clash, though. But yeah, the, I, I don't think the DJ came all the way one hundred with the tunes. Still, <laughs> but yeah. So what are you saying? Sound clash now, yeah? Yeah. So I'm gonna end this live. Thank you guys. Um, Thanks for tuning in guys.